Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkey Donkey Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Now, this is episode number 15 of the podcast, where David and I are going to be talking about the Wednesday Night Wars. Best night of television. Yes, it is. The Wednesday Night Wars from February 5th, 2020. Very, very, oh. very solid week in wrestling. Yes, it very, was. Very, very solid night in wrestling. Yes, it was. And we're going to start off with a little bit of news. Okay. One thing that's going to kind of prelude to something that happened in AEW. Yep. And then another surprising, shocking moment uh, from news from WWE. Yeah. Kind of follows with everything else that's kind of been going on. With yeah. Them. So, MJF, at the very, very end of AEW, if you pay it close enough attention, is being tackled or attempted to be tackled by somebody in like a black shirt and jeans. It's not a security guard. It's not another wrestler. It's actually a fan. A fan attacked MJF. Dude, these people are nuts. Yeah, they are. Nuts. Is this not the second time that a fan's got involved in an AEW event? I, um, no. It was the um, WWE Hall of Fame when Bret Hart was attacked. That's not what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of that uh, there was something a lot more... A lot... Oh, what I'm thinking of is when the... Uh, when the moderator and not the, the moderator, the uh, the pastor, the pastor, yes, got yes, tackled. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. but he was in, actually involved in the storyline. Yeah, this was completely. This was out a of fan. Left field. This was a fan who decided to get his 15 seconds of fame and get absolutely tuned up for yeah. his 15 seconds of fame. Yeah. Um. The next bit of news: Elimination Chamber. We've Dude. been talking so much about. I've oh, this looking, could be the Elimination oh, Chamber man. match that sets up this match. It's not happening. It got canceled. I can't believe that. Because of low ticket sales, Elimination Chamber has am, been uh, canceled. I am disappointed in wrestling fans out there for not flocking to this pay-per-view. This yeah. is a good pay-per-view. Yeah. Elimination, Elimination Chamber is fun. Every year is a good pay-per-view. And where was it supposed to be held? Did they, did they even... I'm uh, not sure. Let me let me do a little research. Okay. Because, uh, unfortunately, that's just disappointing. That, that That's one of your, your better B-tier pay-per-views that... You know, you've just decided you're going to cut it because ticket sales? It was supposed to be at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Dude, that's... That's, that's a wrestling town. That's a... Yeah. That's unbelievable that yeah. ticket sales are that bad. Man, I would have I would have driven to Philly if the ticket prices would have come down. That's the thing is usually when they have bad ticket sales, they, they like... Just sl- drop the, they just they cut, just the, cut prices. the prices in half and I would, dude, sell them on the streets. Put the... Uh, WWE... Put the tech at the back of the, the sale. You'll yeah. get two more sales. Yeah, you'll definitely you definitely get four because my kids would definitely come with us. Yeah, definitely go to uh, Elimination Chamber. That's a really fun pay per view, man. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm just disappointed because Elimination Chamber always sets up something, um, a it little set bit bigger. Up a lot of good matches. It last sets up year. a lot of good title matches. Yeah, I mean it's it got Kofi to Kofi Mania last year. Yes, it year. did. Yes, it did. That was pretty much. The one start of, the of la- Kofi Mania. Oh, uh, it, it was one of the big launching points for for Kofi Mania at that point. Yeah, because he he had basically almost run the gambit in the Elimination Chamber, and it was just him and D. Bryan at the end, and D. Bryan put him down. Mm-hmm. It, super disappointed in this news. I, I'm hoping yeah. that something happens over these next. What is it? F- it's supposed to be in four weeks, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be the first weekend in March. Yeah, I'm hoping something happens that changes the outcome of this because I, I I love Elimination Chamber. Cut the next pay-per-view. The next pay-per-view after Elimination Chamber is... Oh, no, no. Next pay-per-view is WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Okay. So get rid of one of the other little house ones that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is just disappointing. What I feel like they're going to be like, oh, this one doesn't matter because they have Jetta. I don't know. I don't know because they've done... 
They've done so many pay-per-views. They did it all last year. They had two Jetta pay-per-views along with their full gambit. Mm-hmm. This is just bad ticket sales, like like the report says. It's yeah. just, God, it's just so bad. It, it sucks. It really does. Especially, again, big wrestling city like Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, can't Heyman pull some strings? Yeah, I was going to say Heyman would definitely be the one to do something about this. Can he get on like some radio out there and do some talking points and... You know, the Heyman hustle. Yeah. Bring that back. Anyway, we'll move on to starting off with NXT this oh week. Oh, my God. NXT was on fire this week. Right from right from the opening montage that highlighted last week's NXT. I love that they're doing this now. Yeah. That they're yeah. doing these just, highlight packages on NXT. Yeah. Well, they would, they're doing them a little bit on Raw now. Um and they've done some on SmackDown, and they've yeah. done some on Two Hundred Five Live. So they're but they're, generally they'll do that with just one segment. Yeah, this one on NXT they it's, do the entire show. They do the entire episode. Uh, they kind of go over everything. They show you highlights from everything. Um, and obviously, what better way than to open up with new theme music, mm-hmm. a new Titantron emblem, mm-hmm. and the Brosaways coming out in the Brosamobile. With the championship, Bal- I, I, I loved that. Bal- uh, not Balor, uh, bro. Uh, Riddle was the one driving it. Yes, but then he was just standing there doing his posing and everything. And Riddle- yeah. and uh, Dunn was looking at him like, Can we- "You're the one driving. Can you just we- drive? We gotta go. Come on." I love this dynamic because Riddle is such a fun-loving guy, and Pete Dunn cannot be asked. He is the perfect yin. To the Yang. Of Riddle. Of Riddle. A hundred percent. It is so much fun. Because Riddle's talking about all this partying and everything they're doing. Yeah. And Dunn's just there stoic. Yeah. Just not giving any emotion or anything. And the best part is, is everything that Dunn says, Riddle now makes a thing. So they get into the ring. They do their whole thing. You know, first of all, Matt Riddle's in a tie, which is awesome. That never happens. Never happens. He's wearing a nice, nice, nice dress shirt, a nice tie, nice slacks, no shoes. Yep. Kick the sandals off as soon as they walked into Barefoot. the ring. Barefoot. It's awesome. And then the era comes out. Yeah. And, you know, very, very rarely do you hear Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish speak. Yeah. And they were saying some some harsh things. And they're like, you know, we're not even going to waste our time with you tonight, you know, because... We have uh, fish goes. We have better fish to fry, and that was it. Yeah. How much fish could Bobby fish fry if Bobby <laughs> could fry fresh? Oh my God! The entire just because Pete Dunn said it, Matt Riddle's like, it's a thing, and yeah. then he went on for like he said it four or five times. It was great, and the crowd was eating, eating it, up. it up. And then you have Dunn at the end of it, basically being like. It doesn't matter. We're going to smoke you guys anyway. And Matt Riddle is just losing his mind because, once again, Pete Dunn goes with the smoking reference. Yeah. I Oh, God, such a good dynamic. And, you know, obviously you had all four members of the uh, the UE out there at one point, and they yeah. all just go in the back because you know who they're hunting for. And that storyline just kept It kept going building, through the entire night. Building and, and the building. amount of people he, they went through. Oh. Strong, shaved that guy's head off. I know. Um, the head off, hair off. Yeah. Uh, put Kishida through one of those road bins. Yep. Absolutely laid out. Uh, what's his name? I almost wanted to say Brodus Clay. Um. Uh, the the bigger guy. Um. Oh, why am I blank? He was in the the tournament. Yeah, he was in the uh, the breakout tournament. Um. Hold on, it'll probably I'll probably have it somewhere in here. Oh man. Um. 
I really... It's in here somewhere. I'm looking at the notes of the show. Uh, 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 um, let me just look up the... If you want to start talking about the next segment, the uh, the uh, Angel Scarlet. Oh, man. So now Angel Gaz is on three shows. Yeah, he is. He's on three shows, and he's got different dynamics on each show. Yeah, he does. Because on this one, the crowd was almost cheering him when he was talking about how he took out his cousin, and he took out Rey Mysterio Jr., and that he's here tonight, and he wants to... He wants to get. He wants his belt back. Yeah, he he wants to get into a fight again and get his belt back from the Irish Ace. Yeah, and that's that's just him talking after the match, dude. the f- The match was incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. These guys can go for for days. Oh I will let god. them. Re- Bronson Reed. Okay, that's thank the name. you. I was gonna bother me all night if you didn't find it. Yeah. Um, but oh my god, these guys can just go. Yeah. Oh, I it's incredible. I'm starting to absolutely adore this cruiserweight division. This is unbelievable. And um Gaza totally d- destroyed his finger in this match. Did you see that? No. Oh my he was covered in blood. I saw he was covered in blood. I didn't know what it happened. Was, I thought he got bopped in the head. That's what I thought too. And no, when you looked, his I think it was his middle finger. There was a gouge in it. And it was just it looked like it was dangling. It was bad. Wow. Oh man, what a what a gnarly injury. But he hits the uh the wing clipper. One, yeah. two, three, ends the match, gets a mic, basically talks about everything that he's been doing lately. He didn't bring up the um two oh five live stuff. No, but he did talk about how he put Ray through the put Ray into the concrete and took yeah. out his cousin Humberto Carrillo. Humberto Carrillo. I love oh man, this is gonna be such a good dynamic. And actually, JJ makes a really good point. Um, something that you kind of brought up about it being more of a faction versus a fatal four way. I, 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 in my heart of hearts, want to see a fatal four way, um, between Carrillo, Mysterio, um, Gaza, and Andrade. I, that's the dynamic I want to see. But as you and uh, JJ hit me up as well, talking about Zelina, Andrade, and Angel Garza are most likely going to become a faction. Almost become more of a faction. Eventually, Gaza will kind of get kicked to the curb. But yeah, that's going to be the faction that that they're going to have. And I mean, because Andrade, Vega is forever going to be Andrade's um, valet. Valet, yeah, yeah. As long as they want to keep her there, yeah. Because well, they could always move the, her. Yeah, because Andrade. Remember? Do you remember how Vega and Andrade met? No, I know. It was in NXT. It was when Andrade was having all these matches and he was losing because he was El Idolo, mm-hmm. but he was uh oh. What's what's the term they always use to like calm down, relax? Tranquilo. Tranquilo. He was always tranquilo and he wouldn't care about losing the matches cuz he was going to go out partying till 2 3 in in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then one of these times he was trying to go out partying and tried to hit on Zelina Vega, and she slapped the hell out of him, slapping some sense into him. Mm-hmm. Ever since they've been a pair. Okay, I didn't know that. That's, that's yeah. A, that was like four or five months after El Idolo um, debuted. debuted. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. But great match. Great promo after the match. I'm excited to see the Irish Ace versus Angel Gazer again, especially yeah. after the Irish Ace's match this week. Yeah, that was really good. Was a really good match. <laughs> These cruiserweights just know how to go. Yeah. Now, speaking of cruiserweights, moving on to big men. Yes. Dominic Dijakovic versus Killian Dane for the number one contendership for Keith Lee's North American title. Did I not tell you we were going to get a face-face Dijak versus Lee? You did. You did. Touche. Um, uh, 
I just someone's got to leave that match a heel, man. No, they're going to have a killer face face match. Okay, just like DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Okay, where it was a face face dynamic, where it's these two big men showing what they can do in a wrestling match. I be it neither of them are going to leave a heel, but Dijak's heel tendencies will come out. Okay, where he's going to start trying to get these upper hands. But after Keith Lee beats him at Portland, he'll be humbled again. And then they will not necessarily team up, but they'll be a tag team sometime in the future. Ooh, I don't want to see them as a tag team. Keep them single stars, man. Keep them single stars. Because that di- that division right now... I would now, say the same thing about Riddle and Dunn. That, no, Riddle and Dunn need each other right now. Because they're lost in the shuffle. See, the problem is... So, let's look at the divisions in NXT. So, you have the championship division... And you yep. have the North American division, right? The North American division was completely flipped on its head with Keith Lee winning the belt. Yes. Because had Roderick Strong kept the belt, you were going to be able to more influence people like Kushida. Yeah. Maybe a Dijakovic because he's a slender big guy. You know, you're going to keep more of a slender build to that division. But then in the heavyweight division, or the championship division, you obviously have your Cole, your Gargano, your Balor. In your um, uh, Champa, Champa, those are your four right now, right? Yeah, Riddle and Dunn should be in that, but the problem is that they'll just get lost in the shuffle between those four horsemen. Yeah. So what do you do with them? You put them in a tag division that's floundering right now. Yeah. So Dunn and Riddle needed this because otherwise they wouldn't be on TV. Okay. It, it's it's not just that they needed this; they needed each other. Yes. The tag division needed them. Yes, and the nice thing is. With a reintroduction at the end of this episode, you're able to reintroduce another rivalry that can keep two other superstars fresh as tag, te- be, as would... tag teams are now having to concentrate as tag teams. So yeah. now Fish and O'Reilly have to be a tag team and not part of a faction yeah. because now the faction is splintered in multiple <laughs> directions dealing with multiple adversaries. Yeah, because we have Riddle... Uh, and done against the Redragon. Yes. You have Champa and Cole. Yep. And then you have Strong and a returning, someone we'll talk about in a little bit. Yes. That's rekindling another rivalry. Correct. So then getting back into the other division, now that Strong has dropped that belt, that division's going to be loaded with big guys. Killian Dane. Damian Priest. Dij- uh, Damian Priest. Um, Keith Lee. Um, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed. You're going to get the bigger bodies. If, again, Strong had stood there, Kushida would be pushed up a little bit more. Maybe someone like um, guy who wears the hat. Uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes so would have been pushed. What I think they're going to do is because they're not going to have a little guy, a little heel, a small heel, go over Keith Lee. No. Unless it's Balor, but they're not going to put that belt on no, Balor. No, Balor, Balor's, Balor's he's part of the set in the, in the in top, the top NXT team. Championship. Yes. So what I think they might do is they might slowly kind of bring down the size, if that makes any sense. So you'll have Lee, and then he could drop it to Priest. And Priest is a little bit smaller than Lee, but he's still tall. But that's what you build in someone like Kushida. And then you have another smaller guy who could you could see beating yes. Priest more than you could see them beating Lee. Correct. Based on size. Correct. And that's how you bring because it back down. That's where you do the David versus Goliath exactly. dynamic. That's yeah. where it works. A David versus Goliath heel dynamic doesn't work. No, if David is a heel, it doesn't work. Exactly. David has to be the good guy. Yeah. Right? Uh, David has to no, be the David's good guy. No, David's the heel in this situation. So, what happens is, 
when you build it down like you're saying, so you have Lee eventually lose to a Killian Dane, a Damian Priest. But again, it has to be someone. Maybe even a Bronson Reed's the bad guy. Even someone um, like Cameron Grimes is a pretty big guy still that you could have. Maybe He's tall. Yeah. Could go after this championship. But yeah. as soon as that heel wins that belt, that's where you're going to get the next undersized guy to come in and take the belt. Yeah. Whoever that may be. You know, maybe maybe they'll eventually put the belt back on Velveteen Dream, and that's how Dream gets the belt back. Yeah. Because at that point, once Lee drops the belt, Lee's Raw or SmackDown bound. Oh, 100%. It, it, it's fact. Yeah. He may drop it to Dijak. Possibly. He may drop it to Dijak, and that's how you bring down the size of the character as well. Because if he drops it to Dijak at Portland... You basically could have him at WrestleMania, the Monday after WrestleMania. Do you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. he drops it, and you can play an injury angle. Or he retains it, and you can play an injury angle where he has to drop the title. Yes, to relinquish it. He has to relinquish the title. Can you and imagine shows a ladder up. match? A, a ladder match? Yeah. For for the NXT Championship involving the, the North oh, American, uh, the North American with, oh my God. with strong dream, Dijak, Dijak, Priest, Priest. Dane. There you go. There's your five. Make a six. No. Put a six in there. No, keep it five. Right keep there. Keep it five? Just keep it that five. Yeah. Don't need to add anybody else. No other dynamic in there. Just like that. Okay. I That would be awesome. That'd be really good. Unless Lee's still the champion, he's the sixth, and that's the ladder match at the WrestleMania Um WrestleMania takeover? takeover? Yeah. That would be really good. <laughs> I'm just saying. And that'd be how you'd put it on a small guy immediately. Exactly. You could j- bypass everything. Yeah. You could bypass all these other guys carrying the belt. So it's you way could put it right back on Dream. Exactly, exactly. We'll see. So, Dijak wins. Uh, he goes over Killian Dane in a cr- such a good match. It was a good match. Yeah. N- there was no disappointing matches at all no. on this entire card. No. And the best part about at the end of this match, Lee comes out, shakes his hand, yeah. says, hey, we're fighting at Portland. You know, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Dijak's like, that's going to be my... Uh, great dynamic, like you said. Yeah. Great face-to-face dynamic. Yeah. Up next, we had another great B-tier woman... NXT and match? another great B2 woman, Mercedes Martinez versus Katie Catazaro. Yeah, Casey Catazaro. Who finally came back after injury. Yeah, who apparently, I had initially heard reports that she was actually leaving the E. She wanted nothing else to do with it. She was just really? kind of done with it. And then, um, good I'd to ass- see her back. I'd assume Ricochet had something to do with, with wanting to keep around. her. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love the match. Again, yeah. you want to talk about David versus Goliath dynamic? Mercedes Martinez and Casey Catazaro. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the nice thing about this dynamic is that you've got somebody who's been chasing to get into the WWE, like they kept mentioning, for two decades she's wanted to be in the E, yeah. and she hasn't gotten to the E. Yeah. And Casey Catazaro got there overnight. Yeah. She spent she spent the last two years not so much floundering because she was doing stuff. She had her Royal Rumble spot last year. Yeah. She's done some of her matches. She's she's a highly, highly, highly talented athlete. Yes. They need to hone her as a, a wrestler. wrestler. Yeah. Because she she can make any yeah. spot look Speaking good. Speaking of, I think not best entrance, but the best way any wrestler enters into the ring goes to Casey Catazaro because she climbs up the, the post. Pole. Yeah. It, how? <laughs> I don't know. Monkey strength. I mean, I mean it. You'd probably do I'd it. I'd do it. 100% I, I would you'd do, do it. it. Not a problem. Anyway, it's that short, it's that short person mentality. Um, yeah. So, the the backstage hunting for Champa, we've talked about um it ended up with them finding their way outside full sail. Yep. 
Walking down at, one of this the, was after Bronson Reed got This attacked. was after Bronson Reed, yeah. Yep. They're walking through one of like the outside sidewalks or whatever by the trailers. And one of the trailer doors flies open and you see Roderick Strong get attacked. It's Champa. Yeah. So Champa is taking out the uh the, the UE. UE, took out uh what's his face? Strong, knocks out the Reed Dragon, and then starts brawling with uh Adam Cole. They find their way out into the NXT universe. It's a full sale. <laughs> and he rips off the table, the table apron, and then knocks Cole down, and then he hops up on the table and starts doing his clapping yeah. thing. Yep. He'll do it anywhere. Yeah, he will. And it's great. But then the rest of the, the UE come out, yep. start beating the hell out of them. They get into get the him ring. into the ring. And then the broserweights find their way down yep. and back up Cole. Yep. Or not Cole, uh, Champa. Oh, Champa. I'm really liking that Champa's got a lot of backup. Yeah. Well, he's again, not the, this lone wolf anymore. Well, because of the enemy, my enemy is my friend. Exactly. That's why. Because that's like we had Lee and Dijak yep. teaming up. You had Riddle and Dunn. Uh, you had Gargano. Yep. We thought we had Balor, but then that changed. Yeah, but that's a better dynamic. 100%. Um, that sets up the main event. Yeah. Which this, was... This was so... A six woman, uh, six man tag match. Yeah, but that's the main event. There's still quite a bit to go. Yes, there is. NXT Cruiserweight Champion Jordan Devlin versus Tyler Breeze. Devlin's first time wrestling on NXT Main, mm-hmm. and Tyler Breeze, um, uh, Tyler Breeze trying to win his first ever NXT, his first championship. NXT championship. Yeah. Well, I don't think this, this was a non-title match. No, I know, but I'm just saying it. He wants to get himself legitimate in the into the, the title scene because remember he was on two hundred five live and he was doing that entire um that undefeated streak. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's why he got this match against yeah. Devlin. Yeah, yeah, he lost this past week in two hundred five live, but he was still the next guy up. Yeah, to face Devlin for a match. And again, Tyler Breeze is a consummate professional. But the nice thing about this match is how it mirrored a match from last week, and that was Balor. Versus, um, Mustache uh, Mountain. Uh, uh, ba- uh, seven, seven. Balor versus seven, opened the exact same way as Devlin versus Breeze. Breeze couldn't even get in the ring. Drop kick underneath the ropes, knocked him to the outside, and takes a huge advantage to start the match. And yeah, yeah. Breeze got some offense in, but he never fully recovered from it. So, you know how we always talk about how like Cassiano and. Trent Seven and Natalia are these uh, veterans yeah. that will help put over heels. Tyler Breeze has that same dynamic. He does. Because Breeze has been in the E, as they mentioned, for over a decade. So he's kind of got that veteran where he's going to... But I think he's going to be the veteran for the 205 Live division. I think so too. Yeah, definitely. Where he'll be the face, or if he needs to work heel, to put over other wrestlers yeah. that are new in the company... That need that rubbed against a veteran. Correct. Because him and Fandango did it with the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Um, Fandango's out right now. So he's doing it himself with the 205 division. Yeah. It's a it's a good dynamic. It's a yeah. really good dynamic. Because he can be a face who faces a face and loses. And he can be a face who loses against a heel. Mm-hmm. And he can be a face who put, who beats a heel but gets a you know gives the heel still a rub in that match. There's many yeah. different things we can do. We missed the segment. Balor... Oh. And Gargano. The, all right. We always say we have a highlight. That was a highlight. That yeah. four minutes, four minutes was the best four minutes of television. And it was a split screen on, interview. On, on either show. 
that was the best four minutes. Dude, the things. I have no heart. I'm gonna take the NXT flag and I'm gonna st- I'm gonna plant it and stab you through the heart. And battles like I've got no heart. That wasn't even the best line. Yeah. The best line was what Gargano said. Oh, that's the ball- that's the baller I want. That that's what I want to see in your eyes. I don't want the battle who lost to Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row on Monday Night Raw. Oh my God, man! What yeah. a what an interview. Yeah. And Balor is going to rip his head off and shit down his neck. He is going yeah. to destroy Johnny Gargano. Yeah. And he goes, I don't get paid. I don't get paid by length. I don't get paid by the hour. No, no. I'm gonna I don't care I, if it's gonna be twenty minutes or twenty, or 20 seconds. seconds. Oh my god. I don't get paid by the hour. Best segment. Best segment the entire night, man. Yeah. Oh my god. So good. And it only took four minutes. Yeah. It's not like you have to sit through a seventeen minute war of words like we did when we had Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Yeah. Two years ago. Or I mean, some of the other stuff when you have um uh even oh my god, Seth Rollins and Yeah, and, Rollins and his Monday night Messiah. Yeah. I mean that stuff's good. His, his uh sermons. Yes, that sounds good. But this was just great. Yeah. This was great. Cause dude, the stuff Gargano was saying. Two of the best talkers on the mic who absolutely hate each other right now. Dude, Bala said that his old the old Balor's dead. Yeah. He's not coming back. The fiend killed Finn Bala. Yeah. Now we have Prince. Yeah. That's it. I'm loving it. Yeah. I can, oh man, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just waiting for that match. Yeah. They need to put a stipulation. Make, it, mean, a, make it a ladder match. Make no. it a false count anywhere. Make it no holds barred. Do make it no holds barred. Do something with it. But we already have a street fight that was announced for Portland. Okay. Yes. That's Tegan right. Ox, Dakota Kai. I know. That's going to be so good. It is going to be good. I can guarantee you, I will promise you. That's not match of the night. No. But I will promise you that the end of the match will have something to do with the knee brace. It'll have something to do with the knee brace and Candice LeRae. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. Where Candice comes down, introduces the knee brace to Tegan Knox. Dakota Kai gets it and does some crossface with it, and Tegan Knox taps. Okay. So Dakota Kai goes over in that match. Okay. Early prediction. Okay. Um. So going back to that uh, Jordan Devil match, wins with the Devil inside. Yep. Um. That's that match. NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair have a promo with Charlotte Flair. So D- did you see Bianca Belair in the background? Okay. So let let again. I like breaking down. Certain things when you have multiple dynamics into thirds. Bianca Bell comes, Belair comes out to the ring. Yeah. Because she's supposed to have a face to face with Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And she's basically calling out Ripley because of the fact that, hey, don't overlook me. Yeah. You shouldn't overlook me. Flair's music hits. Flair comes down to the ring and expects Belair to hold the ropes open for her so she can get in. They have their little back and forth for a few minutes. Yeah. And then Rhea's music hits. Yep. Rhea gets in the ring. And Flair just pushes Belair to the side. Yeah. And like you said, in the background, she was like... She's like, this woman did not just do that to me. What? You... What? No. You don't even go here. You don't even belong here. I mean, what, what a great thing. And again, this is the dynamic of NXT. NXT against Maine. We are NXT. And then they take out Charlotte. Yeah. And then they have a face-to-face. They have a face-to-face. No fists are thrown. Nope. That's it. So and, that's... But the only thing I didn't like was that Belair left to Ripley's music. Yeah. I didn't like that dynamic Belair should have walked out to her own music. Yes. And then after she got to the back, Ripley's music hits. Yes. Yeah, I and didn't Ripley's like that. holding the belt over 
Flair versus Flair. Flair being on the outside standing already. Yeah. That's what should have happened. But, man, this was so good. This was so good. Don't come into my house and disrespect us. Yeah. I didn't go to your house and disrespect you. No. I just challenged you. Yeah. Oh, man. Very good. I and can't I can't wait for the Bel Air match either. Yeah. That's going to be a good match. Yeah. Main event time. There was a scare in this match. Yeah, it was. I'm oh. trying to remember what you were talking about. Tommaso Ciampa's knee. Oh, yeah. He I forgot favored it. it the whole time. Yeah, I forgot about that. He hit that he hit that high running knee and then immediately after that, man, he was limping around the ring the rest of the night. They even you could even see people running around in the background to check on him. And the camera angles changed versus being that camera angle that's kind of squared off. They were using the corner cameras more to keep an keep you your attention off of Champa because he kept tightening his boot, loosening his boot, moving his leg around, moving his knee, stretching. It was scary there for a few minutes. Yeah. Can you imagine but, if he had blown his knee out? Yeah. Oh my god. But thankfully nothing has come out nope. yet as nope. of recording this that Champa's hurt. So fingers crossed that he's okay and it was just a he just tweaked, tweaked it. it. Yeah. Keep him off, keep him out of the ring for the rest of the night. Uh, yeah, for the keep him out of the, the ring until Portland. Yep. You have one more week. Keep him out of the ring next week. And this was a good match. Yeah, it was. It was a good match. Roddy Strong kept getting involved and obviously Roddy Strong uh ended the match. And ends the match with a with a true run in, you yeah. know, ends up breaking it up. And the entire E they knock out the uh Broserweights. The Broserweights with the it's like the something the dragon. Low. Well, was, they have two moves. It's something dragon and then the high low. Yeah. Um, then and it's then four on one. It's four on one. Champa gets uh, taken out, gets an X put on his back in yellow spray paint, just yep. like last week on yep. the table. Then the lights go dark. Now, before we say anything, did you happen to notice throughout the course of the night there was three dots in the in the corner always popping up? Yeah, that said two five twenty. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't the only one. Yeah, I was noticing it. And then those same dots popped up on the screen. The dream is back. I know. And. He is no longer the Velveteen Dream. He's just Dream. Yes. That he's changed his name officially. Yep. He got rid of he got rid of the whole purple. It's a whole new dynamic for yeah. him. Very they, it's funny because But it's the same it's the same ravishing, flamboyant yes. dream that yes. we've always had. Yes. And the best part about this is so they were talking earlier in the night about WWE Hall of Famers. I love how like WWE sometimes just drops little hints. They were talking about Jake the Snake Roberts and mm-hmm. Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah. Ravishing Rick Rude's best feud in WWE was Jake the Snake Roberts. And why? Because he put Jake the Snake Roberts' wife's face on his ass. And mm-hmm. what did Velveteen Dream do? He took, put a picture of himself, Marina Shafir, and Cameron on his legs of his pants. Yep. That's all of Strong's family. What a dynamic. And he put his wife's name... And his son's name across his ass. Yep. What a dynamic, dude. Yeah. What a dynamic. That will set up a match at Portland. Now, the difference is, when Rick Rude did it, Rick Rude was the heel, <clears throat> and Jake the Snake was a tweener. Yeah. But Dream has always done this. Face, no. heel, whatever. Yeah. He's always had the most flamboyant, and he's had... You know whenever you go to like a flea market, and you get like that, that caricature drawn yeah. on a t-shirt, and you yeah. can wear it and buy it, whatever? Yeah. He's always had that style of... Pan, like ring gear. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I get that. But what I'm saying is, is the 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 wife's face being on the on the trunks and stuff like that. Yeah. When Rude did it, he was the heel. Yeah. You have face. Do, you have Dream doing it, and he's the face. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a different dynamic. But I again, I love, I love how it. I love how they call back to old storylines. Yeah. You know? Um, like we were saying about the Godwins and NXT knows how to long term book. Period. Yeah, and. 
Raw is getting there. Raw is getting there. SmackDown is still dragging some, a little bit. Still stuck in some weird storylines. Yeah. But they're, bring, they're bringing back uh, Goldberg Friday. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. going to be very interesting. Who's next? Um, <laughs> literally. Um, so, moving on to All Elite Wrestling. Yes. This show. So, they tweeted out, I think it was a couple days before, this All Elite Wrestling episode of Dynamite is not for a younger audience. And no, it wasn't. Nope. There were two points in this show that had me, a 21-year-old adult, on the edge of my seat trying to hold in, like, goosebumps and screeches yeah because of how violent this episode was yeah and it freaking started with it yeah i mean when you open up with john moxley I mean, moxley the one-eyed moxley which i was talking to somebody about this today because they were like is moxley forever gonna have that eye patch and i said no because he's going to reveal at their pay-per-view against jericho that it has been fine all along because Jericho's going to take that to his advantage and think that he has the upper hand. But when Moxley like hulks up, he's going to rip the eye patch off. And it's going to be two eyes on two eyes. And he's going to win that belt. Well, I want him to take the belt. Well, yeah. He needs the belt. Yeah. So speaking of John Moxley versus Ortiz <laughs> of LAX. Um, of course, Santana gets involved in this match. Of course. There's, there's no way else that this match would uh would go. But um, Moxley hits... The uh, paradigm the shift. paradigm shift, the dirty deeds on uh, don't call it dirty deeds. It's a paradigm shift. It's a much more devastating double on DDT yeah, on Ortiz. It was a really good match, really really good back and forth match. But afterwards, uh, Santana gets his way into the ring and starts attacking Moxley, and they both kind of go one on one. Um, Moxley ends up getting Ortiz out of the ring, and then hits a uh, paradigm shift on uh, Santana. Yep. And then it's kind of holding him in kind of almost like a like a fiend position, almost like a Sister Abigail position, but facing the other way. And he pulls out the pocket, the keys from the car that Jericho gave him, and he's holding the the key between his his pointer and his middle finger. Yeah. And he jabs it in the eye of Ortiz. Yeah. Dude, I got goosebumps when I saw that. Doesn't bother me, man. I love hardcore wrestling like this. I do too, but like, come on. That's someone's eyeball, bro. Hey, hey, they're doing it because they're safe. They know what they're doing. Yeah. What I loved, and I'm going to skip forward to what th- this happened later in the night, Ortiz, uh, Santana can cut a promo. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, he you can. can talk, and he's saying that he wants his match with Moxley next week. Yeah. So they're going to have that match. Yeah. Let him take out, let him, let him beat both members of LAX. Yeah. Yeah, all it does is just build Moxley up more and more yeah. and more and more. And then it'll be the week before. What is it? Uh, it's not Retribution. What's the name of this pay per view that's coming up? I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see if I can find it. Um, anyway, the next match was uh SCU versus the Best Friends featuring Orange Cassidy. Man, he's your boy, isn't he? The best moment of this match is when everyone's laid out in the side, and Mo- and Orange is walking through like he's gonna do something, like he's gonna do a splash or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he sees he, he sees everyone laying down, and he just gets on the ground, crosses his legs, puts his arms behind his back, just laying there with everybody. And the funniest part was when when uh, Trent is starting to get up, he he sees Cassidy doing that, and he kind of just just hits him on the foot like, seriously, dude, what are you doing? Revolution. It's revolution. That's what it is. Yes, which makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, 
It was a very, very good match um, up until uh, the SCU uh, ends up winning this match. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, after the match, the Dark Order, they came out and they beat up uh, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian, uh, making on making good to their threats from a week ago well, to target they- Christopher Daniels' friends because they keep trying to Recruit. bring Christopher Daniels in. Yes. Um... So I'm, I'm interested to see when Daniels is actually going to turn his back on his friends. Yeah. Daniels has done it so many times in the independent scene where he's went, you know, heel face, heel face. I'm interested to see when, when this is actually going to happen. I, I want to know. I, I Actually, I don't want to know. I want to I see it naturally happen at like some kind of big match where it's like three members of the Dark Order versus the uh, SCU and uh, Christopher Daniels or something yeah. like that. And that's where the turn happens. I, I want to see it. Yes, yeah, so almost kind of like the end of the Dusty Rhodes Classic when it was done and strong yes. against the UE and yes. he turned. Um, so as the Dark Order stood tall, Cassidy rolled into the ring, kind of just nonchalantly standing there facing the villains. And uh, he he gets beat to hell. Yeah. And then Christopher Daniels comes out for the save. And um, like they said, this wasn't going to be a faint for heart episode, man. No, now, there were some very hard spots that that happened in this in this episode. A lot, lot of hard hitting. Yeah. Um. Up next was uh, Britt Baker versus Yuka Sakazaki, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Sakazaki actually beats Baker in this match, dude. This was a hot. This was a highlight of the uh, of the women's division. This was showing what yeah. the women's division can actually do. When they're given ample time and ample uh, capability to make stories happen, and there's nothing else that can really be said besides go watch the match, yeah, because it was phenomenal, phenomenal. These two women went. I think the match went eight minutes. Yeah, eight, eight to ten. Just nonstop. Just, this match was given an A plus by Bleacher. This is go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. This is a, probably the best women's match that's happened. Yes, in Without AEW. A doubt. Since AEW started really highlighting the women's division every week on Dynamite. Yeah. Easily the best match. Better than any of the pay-per-view matches. Better than the women's Battle Royal match. Yeah. This is this is this was their best match. And you had Britt Baker in there, DDS. Yeah. Versus somebody who is pretty much making their television debut. Yeah. Just an unbelievable match. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you what Britt Baker can do. Yeah. That shows you. Put the belt on Britt Baker, please. Yeah. yeah. She needs it. She does. No, she doesn't need she it. She doesn't need the it. The belt needs her. Yes. That's a that, that's a difference. Yes. Is the belt needs her. The belt was on the show this week. No, no. No. They put Britt Baker. Britt yeah. Baker's been on the last two last three episodes yeah. of Dynamite. The belt hasn't. Or maybe actually. Well, the belt hasn't. Yeah. She's been on there more than the belt. The belt yeah. needs her. She needs to carry that belt to make that belt feel way more important than it is right now. Because yeah. right now it just feels like a like a twenty five cent candy machine toy. Yeah. Up next was, in my opinion. Match of this show. Okay. The Elite, the, the Elite versus Butcher Blade and the Lucha Brothers. Oh. This match was nonstop bell to bell. And you know how you say you don't like flippy stuff? This, well, flippy stuff fits when it's an actual, like, really good wrestling team and they actually can do more than just flippy stuff. Yes. This was flippy stuff and hard hitting action. Yeah. Yeah. What else do you expect with these eight guys? And, for, first, of for all, point- ta- first of all, you got the tag right the tag team champions are in this match? Yep. Okay, so you got the tag team champions. Yeah. You got two teams who legitimately should be 
in the tag team championship. Lucha Hunt, Brothers, Lucha and Brothers, Young and Bucks, Young Bucks, and then you have the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny. Yeah. Now, what's really really important about this match is Adam Page feeling left out of the elite because when so the Butcher and Blade and the Lucha Brothers came down first, and then, um, the elite come out. Adam Page rushes out of the tunnel and rushes right down to the ring. While everyone else in the Elite, uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, are doing their the Elite stance at the top and yeah. doing their their like yeah yeah their their, their whole stance and everything and stuff yeah. like that. So Adam Page is feeling left out. So that becomes apparent later in the match when um the both the Bucks are on the the apron going for a tag from Page and he refuses to tag him in. There was no more tags after that because Phoenix and uh, Pentagon hit their like Canadian destroyer off the top rope stomp thing. I think it was the I think it's the Pentagon driver. Okay. Pins him one, two, three. So the Bucks and Kenny get in the or the Bucks get in the face of Paige saying, Come on, we were on the apron, we were ready to tag, we would have won this match. And Omega kind of backs him off like, Come on guys, I'll take care of this. I'll worry about this. Um and Omega or not Omega, uh Paige escapes out, grabs a beer. Yep, because it's his coping mechanism. Yeah. Go to the back to have an interview. Um, and both the Bucks and Kenny come and say, what the hell happened? What were you doing? And Paige shrugs it off, and Omega kind of pulls the Bucks away to go talk to them and says, I'll take care of this. Don't worry. <clears throat> Paige chugs an entire pitcher of beer. <laughs> this is what's going to split up Paige and Omega. Oh, yeah. Is because of the Bucks. The Bucks are going to say, it's us or, or him. him. Yeah. And then Omega is going to choose his tag team partner. They're going to lose those belts. Paige is going to turn on Omega. Omega is going to rejoin with the Elite. Paige will be heel. Yeah. I have no problem with the dynamic. I really don't have a problem with that story either. I think that will work very well. Just um, now you're just hot potatoing a belt though. Yeah, basically. You're hot potatoing it. Yeah. So uh, Up next, quick match, but... Obviously, good, good, hard hitting match. Joey Janela versus Kip Sabian. <laughs> Sabian goes over in this match. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Janela's zero two though now. Yeah, Janela's zero two, but Kip Sabian wins because Penelope Ford found her way into the match. So what you're going to get with these two, with well, these three? Well, the thing is, is because it's payback for last week. Exactly. For getting in the middle of that. Exactly. Main main event. I'll put in quotes. Event time. Cody receives ten lashes from MJF. <sighs> He only received nine from MJF because he got one from Wardlow. Yeah. This was tough to watch. This not, was really tough to watch. Not for the faint of heart. That's yeah. what they told everybody. Yeah. Um, This was given an A-plus by Bleacher as well. That's a great segment. Yeah, because Cody comes down, um, and Cody said he wanted to be out there alone. He didn't want anybody else to live through Arn, this. He didn't want Arn. He didn't want his brother. He didn't want, he didn't want no, the Bucks. He didn't want Kenny. He nope. didn't want Brandy. He's got to do it himself. So he went down. He took his shirt off and everything. And MJF says, I don't want to use my belt. My belt's way too expensive to use on your body. I want your belt. So Cody took his belt off, gave it to MJF, and the lashes started. Yep. If you've seen pictures today as of recording this, his back looks... It's hard to look at. Yeah, it's really bad. Throughout the amount of lashes, um, Dustin comes down, Arn comes down, 
the Bucks come down, Kenny comes down, and for the last one, Brandy comes down. Everyone finds themselves in the ring, um, and it looks like I'm trying to remember who it was that rushes the ring to get MJF out because MJ. Oh no, everyone was in the ring after that after the ten lashes, and MJF and Cody were having a face to face. MJF kicks Cody below the belt. Yeah. Um. Everyone tries to rush him out, and he rushes into the stands. That's when he gets attacked by the fan. Yep. And that ends your AEW for this week. I know. Great ending. Great, great final segment. Yeah. Great final segment. Great final segment. Great build. Because this this feud's gonna be so good. This I, match will be amazing. It well, it has to be because yeah. the build is so good. Yeah. The build is so good. Next week's Wardlow versus Cody in that uh, steel cage match. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because it's. The 29th of February is when Revolution is. Yeah. So they have technically three weeks of build. Yeah, so they might have Cody off next week, but they'll have that match after the next week. Correct. Now, it's going to be tough this week. Oh, AEW. AEW took it AEW this week. AEW took it this week. In my, in my opinion, as good, listen, as, good as, oh, man, as good as NXT was. As good as NXT was. AEW had so much good going on. First, the disclaimer tells you yeah. where the episode's heading. Yeah. Then the builds between all the matches. The inner circle stuff. The inner circle the stuff. The MJF Cody stuff. The, the, the women's division. Yep. The the interworkings of the, the elite. Um, the Janela Sabian, even though that was the low spot of the show. It's still was still good. Still still again, um the SCU Dark Order stuff. The Dark Order stuff is getting better. Yeah. A lot it's better getting than a lot better than it was. And obviously the ten lashings, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they had a strap match recently in WWE. Yeah, and that was tame compared to this. Compared to what happened here. Yeah, Cody is giving mind, body, and soul to AEW, just waiting to get his hands on Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yes, yes, but he's not just doing it for that. He's doing it for for the AEW. company. Yeah, just, just because this this is his life. This is his lifeblood. Yes. So that basically finishes this episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. Thank you all so much for coming out and listening. Um, we really appreciate all your love and support. Um, obviously, follow us on the Double Doink Network or at Double Doink Network on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, as we mentioned before, David has the keys to the kingdom. Yes, I do. So he will be posting on there as well as I. But yeah, uh, I think that basically finishes this up. This has been a Double Doink production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.